It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Evening, everybody. Welcome along to our another show of the Late Rangers Ladies Show on the Rangers Rabble. I am once again joined by Car and Wolf. How are you doing, folks? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, fine, fine, thanks. No need to thaw out this week. Well, I don't know. Oh, it's still pretty chilly, but not, not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> not as bad, yeah. So, of course, we left it after last weekend's fixtures, and we had. Hibs in midweek, which was the fixture we had to catch up on. So the the starting lineup for the Hibs game was a uh, Fife, Doherty, Davison, Hill, McLaughlin, Cornet, Midak, Bell, Kerr, Hay, and Howitt. Now, Carl, that's I would imagine that's a team you were quite pleased to see. I mean, I was very happy with that. Megan Bell starting, Yenny on the bench. I was, was very happy with that. You know. I mean, I expected a couple of changes. I didn't think there'd been that many. I'd say that's probably the strongest squad we probably could have put out there and probably one we should have played against, say. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. And Wolf, how it getting a start again? Um, she seems to be getting more trusted in these big games. You know, she's, she obviously came back from a bad injury, but she's starting to, she's starting to show that maybe the number nine shirt's hers. Well, it is hers because it's her squad number, but anyway. Yeah, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 well, at the end of the day, Brian, you put, we're putting her in, she's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. What more do you want for number nine? You know what I mean? So she's 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 not giving them any reason to leave to be left out of the team. So, you know what I mean? It's you've got you've got to play, especially against teams like Hibs, who are notoriously hard to break, hard to break down, hard to score against. You've got to play players that are gonna they're gonna find the back of the net. I mean Kirsty's one of these strikers that she doesn't need a lot of chances because she doesn't miss many. Mm. You know, if you make her chances, she will score them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose it was a, a surprise, car that we... Well, it's maybe not a surprise from the ladies' team, but it's certainly a surprise in, in regards to the men's team. We scored 
from a corner first off. It was a, a mid-up corner and a Davison header. Yeah, it's been a while since we've uh, scored from a set piece, so that was nice. Um, I think that one of the last ones was probably Hannah Davison's first goal in the Champions League. So, you know, put your tallest players in the box and um, sometimes it works out. But it, it was nice to see that. And we got another one later on, which is good. Always good to get get those. Absolutely. And Wolf, as I said, as, as I said there, you know, we're not exactly blessed at scoring goals from the corners in the men's team. So it's nice that the ladies are chipping in and help, helping us out score some. Yeah, but it wasn't just the header. I mean, it was the delivery. I mean, it was right, right, on, her, right on her head. I mean, she, all she had to do was make sure she met it properly and it was in, and it was in the net. You know what I mean? It was, it was a great header. As Carl says, she got she got one later on in the, in the second half as well, you know, to, uh, with, with two two goals from Kirsty Sangues in the middle, you know. And, yeah, I mean, you get... These days, you get set plays. You've got to do something with them. You know, you re- you really have to be a threat from them. And terrific. I mean, I, I, I actually, I, I didn't make the game on, on Thursday. Some some car issues, so I couldn't I couldn't get down. So I'm sitting watching it on the telly, and I turned to my my good lady when we got the corner. I went, "This is going right on to Kathy Hill's head." It went right on to somebody's head. I got the wrong head, but I mean, you know what I mean? It was yeah because it was a pin it was a pinpoint corner. And it's, when you get delivery like that, it's just asking to get put in the net. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You can have two goalkeepers in and it's not an statement because of the power on the cross. You just got to make sure you direct it the right way. And terrific to score. To score two in the same game, almost identical. You know what I mean? Brilliant. Absolutely. If anybody's got any questions, um, I'm sure Carl will be able to answer them for you better than us. So <laughs> if you want your, any questions asked or answered, uh, get them in. Get them in as you can. So, I suppose was it a bit disappointing, Carl? We only went one nil in in at one nil. I mean, you know, we scored just before the half hour. Was it was it a tad disappointing? We didn't sort of double the lead before half time. I mean, there was chances, but I think the first kind of 20, 25 minutes we were kind of struggling to kind of break them down. We weren't quite in a rhythm yet, so I think it was good to go in with a lead at a break because recently we've been kind of struggling to get that. We're getting to kind of an hour before we're starting to get anywhere so I think it was good in a sense but we did have more chances in that early on so if we'd been a bit more clinical then we could have easily been in two or three up but I, I was happy with that because I was expecting us to struggle again and Hibs have been one of these teams that we struggled against so it was just nice to have some breathing space yeah. and I suppose Car, the, the finish from Kirsty Howitt that second goal that was that was something else wasn't it that, that's what Kirsty offers when she's firing. And that's why I'll, I'll never say that we should never have Kirsty in our team because that's what she can do when she's got the confidence up. And you can tell right now her confidence is so much higher now. She's playing fantastic. She's getting the service, which helps massively. It's just, it, it was beautiful. And I think had that been a couple of weeks ago, she maybe would have overthought it and she maybe would have hit it first time. She wouldn't have taken the time to settle herself down to get it in. So I think that's massively improved and helped everyone because everyone could just throw the ball to Kirsty and she'll, she'll fire them in. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, she doubled her lead, uh, doubled her, her tally, Wolf, in the game in the 70th minute. And a lot of composure for that third goal, you know, she could easily try to snatch at it and slot it in, but she dummied it and the defender sort of slid past her and she just, you know, passed it in the net, basically. But it was good composure. Well, as I said earlier, but you give Kirsty chances, she'll score your goals. I mean, that's what she does. She's a goal scorer. I mean, not not to draw too many comparisons with the men's team, right? But I mean, at the at the, the men's game yesterday, 
everybody's screaming for Cholak to substitute at half time. So look, he, have, he hasn't had a chance. Yeah. Give him a chance, you're scoring. Oh, Kirsty's the same. Give her a chance. But you have to give her the ball. She's not really going to go, she's not really going to go and find it. You know what I mean? And if she does find it, she'll put the ball into where she's supposed to be. So when she's playing directly down the middle, the way it was more set up against him, she needs to get the service. She gets the service, she'll score goals. She's proved mm-hmm. that. I mean, she's come back into the team. She's now fully over the injury. Yeah. And she's scoring goals. She's scoring good goals. I mean, that our first goal, our first goal on Thursday night was it was a great goal for any team, any level of football. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Supposing it was, you know, your kids' team at the school, or it was Barcelona. Yeah. It was a it was a terrific goal. You know what I mean? And that's that's what she's capable. Of. That's what the team's capable of. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's about mm-hmm. I mean it's about time we did it against a, a so called rival. You know, because I mean, as we say that there's us, there's them. There's Glasgow City, and then the next down behind that, you've got Hibs and Hearts. Yeah. We have we've struggled, we've struggled against Hibs this season. We struggled mm-hmm. against Hearts. You know, we're struggling against these kind of slightly less the next tier down teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then on Thursday, we just blew, we blew Hibs away. Absolutely mm-hmm. blew them away. Do you think, Carl, that with Kirsty and the team, it gives them a bit more, what I would say, directness, gives a bit more. A belief that we are going to score and that transforms into the sort of the sort of team confidence is that a, a fair shout? Yeah, I think so. I think Kirsty, she's not one for coming deep like Kayla and trying to dig her own chances out. She's just she's more a, a Cholak. She'll just yeah. get up there in the right areas and somebody just needs to ping a ball to her. Whereas recently Kayla's been having to come a lot more deep. Lizzie's been kind of stuck out in the wing, not really getting in as much. So I think it definitely helps if we give her the service. She's not going to miss many chances. And she, again, her confidence is back now. So before she was hitting them straight at the keeper, whereas now she's taking that bit of time to, to get them where they need to be. Yeah. And I, I suppose, Wolf, that just comes with a bit of confidence being playing again because out being out for a long time, you're obviously a little bit rusty. So it's just it's just about getting minutes in the in the legs, isn't it? Yeah, she she's getting regular minutes, and the players around about enough. You know that they're, they're getting used to her being there. They get used to playing balls in for balls in for her, as opposed to balls in for Kayla or whoever or whoever else is up front. I mean, you need to. It's all very well saying you know throw it in the box, but you need you need to know which part of the box your striker is going to be in, or if you drop it short, is she going to be there? If you throw it long, is she going to be there? You know that that takes a bit of getting used to, you know. Um, I mean, we always, you know, we always say it's great to have a, a settled defence. I mean, we're looking really good at the back because Hannah and Kathy are playing steady as as the back as the back too in the, in the league games. You know, you need to have a you need to have a, a, a steady striker, a, a regular striker for the midfield and the, and the wide players to to be able to find them because they, they know where they're going to be. You know, and like Carl says, you know, Kayla will come deep for the ball, so they'll maybe drop it onto the onto the edge of the D. And say, well, Kayla's going to come and get that. But if Kirsty's up front, she's not coming for that. So sure. you can't put it there because you're not making the chance there. So the more football she's getting, the more that the players, and I know they're in training every day and all that, and they all get used to it, but it's a totally different scenario. Uh, you know, in a, in a, in a, as we know, in a, in a, in a match situation, mm-hmm. particularly against a team like Hibs, who are quite well, they mean, they are really well organised. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, the more minutes she gets, the more the more the team plays together, which... I mean, I know we've got a tendency to make quite a few changes, which doesn't really help. But there's, 
they're playing better. To me, we're playing better as a team. You know, there's more. Yeah. We're, we're making more chances as a team. We're actually playing some, some fairly decent football. It's not just throw it up the park and see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. it's we're looking. We're looking an awful lot better as a team. It's taken long enough, but we're looking a bit better as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll be coming on to that game in a minute, Aldo. Um, we're just talking about the Hibs game. Well, then we'll come on to that. If you give us a like and subscribe on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, if you're on the Twitterattery, then give us a, a follow on that. And uh, it helps get the pod out because, you know, this is a kind of new, this is only the third sort of session of pod we've had. So it'll help get sort of folk, get eyes on the ladies game. So it's, that'll be much appreciated. And then, of course, Car, the last goal was a carbon copy of the first one, a mid at corner and a Davison header. Yeah, she makes a good run in as well. She's not just standing stagnant in the box, expecting the ball to come to her. She's making that run to get in front of the defender, which is good. I think if we do that more often, you know, you never know what will happen. So we need to just keep doing that. And Kathy will get on the end of it, or Lisa or um, Hannah or whoever will get on the end of it. So we need to do that more. We take a lot of short corners, which always has irked me. I don't know why we do that. Well, we get such good delivery from Tess, from Lizzie, from whoever. Sometimes Emma Watson's taking them. So I don't know why we take so many short corners. It doesn't tend to work out very well for us. So just fire them in the box. They'll make the runs. It'll all happen. Yeah, absolutely. So that was a 4-0 win against Hibs. And I suppose over the last few weeks, that was a, a convincing win rather than what the, you know, over, you know I wouldn't say we struggled, but it's just been a bit a bit, diff- you know, just not very good. But on on uh, Thursday, that was a, a good performance. Um, and as as Wolf said earlier, you know that they're, they're a, a tough team, Hibs to break down. So it was a, a really good performance. And then of course, Wolf, we went into the game on Saturday morning at eleven a.m. against Ross Vale. And by my calculations, there was seven changes in the team. Uh, the team was Fife, Nicola Doherty, Davison, Midak. Rachel McLaughlin, uh, Kirsty McLean, Lizzie Arnott, uh, Colette Kavana, Jenny Danielson, uh, jo- Jody McLeary, is it? Jody? Yep. And Kayla McCoy. So seven changes, Wolf. Um, I suppose you could say that was just a bit of rotation because obviously Thursday, Saturday, you know, give some of the, you know, the, it, it was predominantly the midfield and the forwards that were that were changed around. Cathy Hill wasn't even in the squad. It's slight no. no She's all that... right. It was just a slight. Okay. Right. Yeah. I actually thought I actually thought it might have been compassionate because unfortunately I saw her, her dog died at the weekend. So that was a bit oh. that might have had some bearing on it as well. Right. Um you know so it was a bit I saw I saw that on our on our social media. So that was that possibly is I mean I think it's one of them was as Carl says if it was a slight knock if it was a, a bigger game with the greatest respect to Rossville, bigger game she would probably have played. Mm-hmm. You know, she probably could have played had it been a, a Glasgow City or a Celtic or whatever, you know. Um, but there's no point in risking her. I mean, f- for all the changes that, that we made, I'm actually surprised the team was as strong as that, given given yeah. who the opposition were. I thought a mo- more of a, the, the kind of teenagers might have played. Mm-hmm. You know, might have started the game. I thought we might have, might have flooded it with, just to give the, the more experienced, the older players kind of a bit of, a bit of time off because... I mean, as as the as the results showed, you know, I mean, I mean, the, the, I mean, Aldo asked here in the in the comments, is the league maybe too easy? Well, that was a cup game. I mean, Rossville are two leagues below, two leagues below. Yeah, you know, 
and in the in the in the ladies' game, two leagues below is an off is a bigger golf than say playing like the men's team playing a team from, from League One. Yeah. You know, just because the the coaching's completely different. I mean, you don't get thirteen nothings, you know, out with the ladies' game because just the it's just the coaching is different. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, again, don't like to compare the two the two types of football, but I mean, in the for me in the men's game, a team will go four or five down and they'll just shut up shop. But the women's team don't do that. To their credit, they still try to play. Yeah, you know, I mean, I only saw the highlights of the Ross Rail game yesterday because it was too early for me to get down there. Because yeah, my mate was driving and there's no way he was leaving here at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, although to my surprise, he phoned, he phoned me on Thursday at half time. He said the girls are playing well. I didn't even know he watched. He watched <laughs> them when they're on the telly, so that was a that was a surprise, <laughs> a pleasant surprise, I have to say. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, I only saw I only saw the goals, so because that's all the highlight showed you was the, was the goals. Um, yeah. But from from having seen some of these games, they do the opposition. Even if they go a few behind, they don't just they don't just sit in and shut up shop. It's not what they do. They, they they still try and come forward, still try and play football. But I am quite surprised how strong the team was. But they got the job done. That's what it's all about. The most pleasing thing for me watching the highlights, and as I say, I, I don't know if you watched them all. It showed you was the goals and yeah. a couple of chances. At seven nothing up early second half, Jody McLeary hit the outside of the post, and she looked absolutely disgusted with herself because she didn't score. Yeah. Now, if you're playing football and your team seven up, and you hit the post, you're like, ah, fuck, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. I mean, the games away it doesn't matter. But she looked so frustrated, which is great to see. It's it's the winning mentality. It's just great to see things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose we'll have to speak about the, as Paul pointed out, her the three goal of the season contenders and we'll speak about the first one uh, Kirsty McLean of all people I bet, I bet you didn't have her shooting from that far out but it was some strike and it was it was top corner it wasn't like you know it was it was the top bin and yeah when I heard it I thought nah I, I, of course you only get you were only getting the Twitter updates you thought how good is this goal going to be and wow it was a goal wasn't it I mean, I think before that we were kind of we were trying to like walk it in, and I was getting really frustrated, and I kept screaming, "Hit it!" Anytime anybody was close to the edge of the box, hit it, and they pass. Jenny passes it back out to her, and she hits it, and it's perfect. Like no goalie saving that. Do you know what I mean? No. And she was maybe six feet tall, she might have got close to it, but no women's goalie is going to save that. But that takes nothing away from the strike. Absolutely perfect, and hits it. Oh. Just that is up there with one of the best goals I've ever seen our women's team score. And she's 17 years old. She's still at school. And she's <laughs> like bringing that out. Like, that's our future. And it's incredible to watch how much they've improved in the last season. Yeah, absolutely. And David's come on, you know, Hibs and Thistle streamed their games, but we didn't. I mean, well, we've spoke about this before, haven't we? You know, how we just don't seem to be able to stream a game on RTV and just to get the, or Rangers YouTube, just to get the game out there, folk would watch it. Well, that game on Sunday wasn't for us to stream because we, we were away from home. It was, uh, it was down to Ross Vale, but there's no yeah. reason we couldn't have. I mean, there's been games streamed from Peter's Hill before, before, so the facilities are there. Yeah. You know, um, we we made the we made the point last weekend that, that at Gussie Park, the Dundee United game, they're filming the game, the camera's right in front of us, they are filming the game. Yeah. And okay, the coverage maybe isn't great because it's one camera as opposed to what they would take if they were 
you know, if they were if they were covering the game live for the for the television. But they're, they're filming it anyway. Just show it. Just show the game because people people would have watched it. I mean, yesterday morning, loads of people would have watched that game yesterday morning because you just need to look at social media and you see people commenting on the Twitter updates. So people are interested in it, you know, and yeah. you need to get people to see it, you know. And I know yesterday was an unfortunate kickoff time due to the fact that half half the half the teams in the league play at Peter Sell and there's three three of them at home on the same day and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, but things like that can't can't be helped uh, in some situations, especially in, you know in cup games. And just we'll talk about it every week. Just show the games. Yeah. I mean, when they were at the tra- when they were at the training centre. They moved from the training centre because it wasn't big enough for the people that were going to the games. So they went to Cumbernauld because the stadium was bigger. But at least at the training centre with whatever it holds, 500 people there, you could you could tune in and watch it because they showed it. They showed them live, yeah. most of them. Right? And you were paying a couple of quid for them. It didn't matter. You still, you still watched it, right? They probably made more money, if it's the money they're worried about, from the games at the training centre because the place was full and folk were buying the live streams. Then they make it Cumbernauld because people can't buy a live stream. Mm-hmm. Just show the, put the, just put the games up. Let people watch them, and the more people watch them, they'll say, "That was quite good." Right? I'll take I'll take my daughter to the game on on Sunday, or I'll take my son to the game on Saturday, or whatever. You know what I mean? Get get them along as well. We say it's a great way to get the kids introduced to it when it's not forty or fifty thousand. You're not having to go there two hours early to get your car parked. You know, you're not saying, "Well, the game's finishing at five o'clock. I'll be home at half eight because the traffic's horrific." Yeah, you know what I mean, and all that. There's so many pluses to going to games like that, and it might end up like that if they if they keep getting crowds that they could get. You know, I mean, I mean, somebody, somebody. I was talking to somebody about it at the the, the men's game yesterday. We were talking about it, and somebody said, "Oh, I didn't realise that you know Hibs and Hart, uh, that Hearts are giving away tickets for the Edinburgh Derby, and they're all free, and they're looking to break records and all that. That's fine. I mean, Hibs had what eight and a half thousand at the." The last, the last game at Easter Road yeah. were hearts. And then we played him at Tynecastle in the cup final and there's less than 4,000 in attendance. So where's where's these 8,000 Hibs fans disappeared to? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's you've got to keep working at it to get people to come in. You've really just got to keep working at it. And it's and showing them on the telly is going to, or on, on YouTube, because more people, I'm not a big watcher of YouTube because I'm an old guy that shouts at clouds. Right? I don't really watch things on YouTube. <laughs> Right, and it's a fact. I just—it's not something I'm in the habit of doing. Right. Mm. My daughter's never off YouTube because she's grown up with YouTube. You know yeah. what I mean? Carl's probably never off YouTube because she's grown up with YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. You'll be like me, Brian. You're a, you're an old guy, Brian. You'll be like me. You probably won't be on YouTube a lot because it's not something that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. The younger people, and by younger I mean thirty and below, <laughs> they've all grown up with YouTube. So you put games on that. That's the first place they'll look to find it. You yeah. know? I mean, the S- I mean, the SFA have got wise to it because they're the cup draws now only on YouTube. Yeah, Facebook you know? and YouTube, yeah. Facebook and YouTube. Put it on social media because nobody watches the telly. Yeah. So put the games where people can find them. Yeah. You know? And they're filming everything because you see every goal because they've got the highlights. Yes, absolutely. It can't can be that difficult. Put it this way, right? If we can sit here doing a podcast whenever whenever we fancy just say right let's have a podcast now and we'll, we'll go live right we can do that as folk just ordinary Joes just sitting in our house right surely an organisation the size of Rangers can say right okay we're, we're showing this game live it can't be that difficult and no. it can't be that expensive 
And I mean, as David, as Paul's just saying, you know, the club want to, to want to promote the game, they need to do more, and they do. Carve, we say it every week, don't we? I mean, there's a lot more they could be doing, but I don't know. I don't know how difficult it is for them to string the game. Like, I don't know what the issue is there. Like, what's the hold back compared to last season? Like, it can't be that hard to set up a couple of cameras around Broadwood, like, earlier in the day and then just click live or whatever they need to do to get it going. Charge a couple of quid, three pounds, whatever. People will watch it, get people interested, and then they'll go to the next game. It, they did it all last season, which is, like, good. I'm glad they did. But I don't know why they're not doing it this season. And it'd be nice if they would just even come out and say, listen, we're not going to do it. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It, logistically, it's an issue. We're having issues with this. Whatever, fine. We don't have the crew to deal with it. Whatever. Yeah. But Absolutely. they're not doing that. It's just silence, and it, that it's irked me for the longest time. It seems like it's one of those things. They're they're doing it because they kind of have to, but they don't seem that bothered. Yeah, and you know when you when you look at the goals, Arnott scored three, Danielson got two, Nolf got two. And then the other goal scorers were McCleary, McLean, Kavanagh, Howitt, and Cornet. So I mean, and 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 Middak. So I mean, the nine different goal scorers. Well, I think they said. I mean, that's that's obviously good for the the confidence for the girls as well, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, you, if you look at the goals, I mean, Chelsea Cornets in particular, right? Basically, basically, there was a short ball back to. If I remember right, there was a short ball back to the keeper, and she just. She just nicked in the front and stuck and stuck it past her. We were, we were something like ten of up at the time. It just shows the desire the girls have got to actually go and you know be professional. I'm putting it. A lot of them. Are, I'm I'm not I'm not bothering energy going for that because keep keep a pick it up. The game's done anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it shows extreme professionalism, um, and it shows a bit of respect for your opposition as well that you haven't just gone off. That's it, done. We'll just we'll just mess about now, you know. Hmm. I mean, that's and that's very true, the, car, isn't it? You know, they they, they didn't stop. The, as you say, as Wolf says, they didn't stop when they got to seven or eight. They weren't satisfied with seven or eight. They all wanted to get in the the scoring act, and you know, everybody was dying to score, weren't they? Yeah, I think we always complain. Malky always comes out after games and says we need to be more clinical, we need to be more relentless. And I think they definitely showed that on Sunday. But and you know, like we spoke to Megan Bell and like some of the other players after the game, and you know, we said like, unlucky to her because she was so close to scoring, and she was like gutted at the fact mm-hmm. that she didn't like get to score when everyone else did. Like that's the kind of level that they're at. That they're all just kind of like, ah, it's good, like we won, that's fine. But like I didn't get to score and everyone else did, so like I need to work on that kind of thing. You know, like some of the goals were top drawn and then some of them were just kind of like Madinoff kind of stole one of her goals off of uh, someone else. So, you know, like mm. that's fine. She's back. We'll give her that. It's fine. But yeah, definitely more clinical than we have been in recent weeks. And I think that's good for everyone's confidence just to give everyone a bit of a grist going into the international break. Absolutely. And somebody did ask, is the international break coming up? I think it's come. that's it now, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a break this weekend from games. I think Scotland have three games in the Pinotaur Cup, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a few of the other girls are away with their country. I think Vic is injured. I'm not 100% sure there. There was something on Twitter or Instagram that she's maybe got a knock or something. I think that's why she didn't play on Sunday. But yeah, because yeah, she, she wasn't on the bench on Sunday either. No. 
Is there a it's problem with Daniel Sturridge? One of, the, one of the opponents is the, is the... Say that again. Is there a problem? <coughs> I've seen a note. Is there a Sorry, problem with Daniel Sturridge? Only a couple of hand claps compared to the others with cuddles and that. <coughs> is that something you picked up on? Never, never noticed. And she's not one for massive celebrations. She never has been. Do you know what I mean? Her first game that she came in and played, I think she scored, and she wasn't one for giving it the big I am kind of thing. So I think it's more just some of them do, like obviously the younger girl, girls will go and cere celebrate a lot more with them because they're like kids basically, and it's good for them. I think Jenny's more reserved in that way that she'll just take a couple of like high fives and that's that. Couple of pats. It's, a culture, it's probably a cultural thing with her, though. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. what, what they're like, you know what I mean? Just, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. More chilled. And then both will speak about yeah. uh, On you go, sorry. Sorry, talking about that Pinatar Cup. I noticed that one of the opponents is, is bizarrely the Philippines. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're playing the Philippines, Wales, and somebody else. I'm sure I saw. I'm sure I saw the. I think somebody for the. Because somebody's asking, is it on the telly? I'm sure it is because I saw something on, on television. That, like promoting it, so I'm assuming that it is getting shown somewhere. I couldn't tell you where though. I think it would be is it Alba? Probably Alba, if not on the sport website. Well, the yeah, the fact that we the fact that we don't know where it is tells you that somewhere on the BBC because they just don't promote it at all, do they? You know what I mean? Yeah. How many is in the Scotland team car off the top? Sam Kerr, Brogan Hay, Nick Doc, Jenna Fife. Yeah, five is it? Normally, Rachel would be in there, but she didn't get selected this year, which I found odd. But is what it is. We've spoken about that, haven't we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your face so, fits. So really uh, Ian's just confirmed all three games are on BBC Alba. And the other, well, the other opponents are Iceland. Well, that's just confirmed it as well. Sorry. Yeah. So it's it's Wales, Iceland, and bizarrely the Philippines. In Spain. In Spain. <laughs> In Spain, yeah. yeah. Very, <laughs> very. I, I, I don't know how Philippines got an invite, but fair enough. They might be world beaters, you don't know. Well, Absolutely, but it's just weird how it's Wales, Scotland, Iceland, and then the Philippines. It's a fair journey for yeah. them. So... And well, we'll speak about uh, Tess's free kick. I mean, we said before we started that she's gotten in a bit of a habit of you know taking these long free kicks and you know either scoring or or at least hitting the target. And this was another at least I thought it was at least 25 30 yards again. Yeah, I mean, the way she set it up, I looked for all the world that like she was gonna she was gonna curl it into the kind of middle of the box and see who got on the end of it and she just picked out the top corner and then it went it was a terrific act. I mean as we say on here again as we say on here every week she's technically a wonderful wonderful player and I'll be very surprised if we can hold on to her I'll be very mm -hmm. surprised if she's still here next season because she really is that good that you know she's I think she's she's streets above the level that she's playing at you know for me and it wouldn't surprise me if somebody from possibly down in England or maybe maybe in Spain or whatever, come in with a decent bid for her. My concern would be we would let her go for under under her value. That would that would bother me. Undisclosed. The famous the famous Rangers yeah, but, comment. But, it, but it? it always it always comes out because Rangers don't disclose it with the team that buy it, tell you how much they pay for. Them. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, volume asked this, Carl. I think we've spoke about this before, haven't we? You know, you said Glasgow City was signing a few players lately and surprised we didn't bring anyone in to even replace Dina. You know, we, I think we spoke about this either the last show or the show before, didn't we? Honestly, every time I go on Twitter, I swear they've signed somebody else. Obviously, I think they were signed during the, the, the transfer window and they've just finally got visas or whatever, got organised. But every time I go on Twitter, they've signed somebody else. I don't really know what's going on. I, I don't know what we're doing, to be honest. I don't know if our squad is already kind of filled and they feel like it wouldn't be worth bringing somebody else in. And now that Kirsty's kind of firing and Megan's back, they're maybe thinking we'll be able to hold on. I don't know, but... I don't really know what we're doing, to be honest. Like we're a couple of injuries away from a disaster and finishing mm. third, so yeah. I don't really know what we're playing at, to be honest. But maybe we've got our eyes on someday, maybe someday international that we could sign. Maybe we do. I don't know. But we don't. on Will's point about Tess, there she played in England. Um, she played for a couple of clubs in England. She played in, I think she played for Ajax over in the Netherlands, and she. She's kind of in her thirties now, so maybe she's kind of at the point where this is a kind of the end of her her career in football. Maybe she'll go into coaching. I don't know, but hopefully we can maybe get her to sign another extension and keep her for another year. Absolutely. And there's Ophir Hill saying, you know, trying to find information on the women's football from the BBC is a nightmare. The app is a joke. You know, it's not. It's just not easy find. I mean, I've had to message Wolf a few times saying, "Is this game on anywhere?" And he's like, "Yeah, BBC Sport website." And I'm like trying to hunt that down and find it. And it's just not easy at all. Um, it seems to be a reoccurring theme with the ladies' football. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's just not easy to find any games. But the international break is upon us. So Carr's going to have a, a little break now for a couple of weeks, is it? Just chilling out? It's just one week. And then we've got um, the Friday night satellite game. That's the next game, both the... Yeah. This is this is truly, as you call, shit or bust, isn't it? Yeah, that one, that one is on the BBC. It's on yeah. BBC Alba. It's on the BBC website. Um, I unfortunately won't be at it. I'll be sitting at Berlin Airport watching it on my phone because I'll be coming back from a trip to watch Union Berlin against Ajax if I can get a ticket. I'm going over anyway, but if I can hopefully mm. get a ticket for it. Um, and the night before that, I'm planning uh, Leipzig and Man City if I can get a ticket for that, which is probably going to prove harder, but we'll, we'll sort it out. Unfortunately, I mean, the sensible thing, they've done the sensible thing, they've moved it from clashing with the League Cup final, because it was supposed to be on the same day as the League Cup final, and they've moved it to the Friday night. It's just unfortunate the Friday doesn't suit me. But, <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. Great. Friday night, hopefully hopefully they get a crowd. I know it's at, I mean, it's, it's Celtic's home game, so it'll be at Airdrie. Airdrie yeah. they play, isn't it? I think it's, yeah, it'll be at, it'll be at Airdrie, be at the Excelsior. So, which again is a, dec a decent enough venue, you know. I would, I would imagine they'll they'll allow visiting supporters, and they don't they don't do that in the the men's B team games. But I'd imagine they will because we let them into Broadwood. So oh I yeah. Can't see any reason they Never an extra bit in their ticket. Yeah. You know, um, and as you say, Brian, it's it's shit or bust. I mean, when when that. And just keep keep knocking over the teams we should be knocking over, and the worst we finish second and in the Champions League qualifying spot. Yeah, you know you don't really don't want to be finishing third. No. I mean, there's no reason we can't go on to win the league because after the split, there's four games now to split, and then it's all to play for after that. You're, you're playing everybody in the in the top half of the league, home and away. So that means another two pops at City, another two pops at them. You know, probably Hibs and Hearts and whoever else sneaks in there. Yeah. So keep the keep the form going. 
there's no reason we can't we can't go on and win the league, but we need we just need to keep we need to keep scoring goals and we need to get over this this we struggle against Celtic and we struggle against Glasgow City. We need to be putting in performances against these teams. Yeah. I just think they need to believe in themselves, Carl, in these games, don't they? Because they've clearly shown that they've got the quality. It's just about doing it on that date specific day, isn't it? Yeah, we've done it before. Like we've beaten them there before. So it shouldn't really be that much of a mental block, especially in terms of Fair enough, like we didn't do it the last game against them, but I think we were still struggling from the City game. So I think we were in our heads about that. But I think now having a bit of a break, it's Friday night, it's a big fixture, the the men aren't playing, there's no concerns there with that. I think I've got a feeling that they're going to do it just based on the confidence levels of the team at the moment and the fact that they know they have to. They're not going to want to concede this league after doing what they did last season easily. And I think it's a case of... They're going to find a way to do it, and then anything can happen after this work. Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, we'll have a, a break from the the ladies' games, obviously, because they're they're away on international duty. But it's only for a week and a bit, I think. I believe, Car. Uh, yeah. So I think they have a game. There's like three games. So there's one this week. I think on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then Sunday, and then. One next week, but yeah. yeah, it's only one weekend off really, and then we're yeah. back on the Friday. So, ah, well. and then we're back, and we'll we'll hopefully be back not that not next Monday, but the Monday after, um, because obviously there's no game. So, folks, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you, Wolf. Thank you, Car. Cheers, Brian. Yeah. See you, Car. And <laughs> we shall join you, obviously, the Monday after the Old Firm, big game, and it's a must win. So. Thanks for joining us, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed the the ladies' show, and we hope you come back again. So thanks very much. Podcast Network.